Welcome to The Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net where we're happy to bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. Today's August 12, 2016. I'm Charlie Wright, and we're very pleased to have with us here in the studio for the very first time Thomas Schumann, founder, CEO of, of Thomas Schumann Capital. Thomas, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thank you very much, Charlie. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Thank you very much, Charlie. It's a pleasure to be here. It works better with the microphone here. It does. So, uh, Thomas, uh, you are focused on investing in water. Now, years ago, I read uh, the book about Enron, the smartest guys in the room, and I saw that they invested in water 15 to 20 years ago. Since then, I have not heard nearly so much about investing in water. So tell us about why you're investing in water and why there, you see a need to do that. Well, the exciting thing about investing in water is that uh, uh, water is quickly rising as an asset class. And uh, the additional benefit is that uh, water investments create uh, social, environmental, and financial impact for 7 billion stakeholders. There is not one single human environmental or financial process on this earth which is not driven by water. Uh, in terms of uh, you know uh, the opportunity, we have exponential uh, population growth. We, have, we unfortunately overdraw. Uh, the water that is available, and uh, you know, it's it's a very very clear case. If you look at the numbers, if you look at the S and P Global Water Index, uh, where water is heading, and I'm sharing uh, uh, Citigroup uh, Global Chief Economist uh, Willem Buter's view, which which he expressed in t- uh, 2011, uh, and he believes that water is becoming the single most uh, important uh, physical commodity based asset class, dwarfing oil, copper. Uh, agricultural commodities and uh, precious metals and he said that in 2011 and if you look at the numbers and uh, the curves uh, uh, I spoke with him the other day and he actually admitted that he didn't expect that it would happen that fast so uh, how does someone invest in water okay there are water issues and I and I've looked at uh, various information you have sent to me and China's got major issues with water we're broadcasting from Orange County California (laughs) And so we obviously are very aware of uh, the lack of water issues, but there are also infrastructure issues. There are also cleanliness issues, how potable is the water. I've seen uh, some of your information about China, that uh, even the fish do not survive in the water in, in certain parts of China, etc. What can we do about all of that? And then what about the infrastructure? Well, uh, water is a very large universe, and uh, although water is local, it is a it is a global matter. And and different countries and different regions have different challenges. Uh, you mentioned China. In China, the water is uh, so toxic that eighty percent, eighty percent, or ninety percent of China's water is so toxic that fish cannot even survive. So so figure about that and. Uh, and um, there's a major effort at the moment in China to, to clean up their water act. Uh, they're moving very, very fast. And they're, they're also understanding that the water that uh, is consumed by the population is highly, highly toxic. And they have major challenges on that end. In the U.S., we have uh, other challenges. We're also dealing with, with toxic water, but uh, that is not so much evident and prevalent yet, other than, you know, uh, for example, Flint. And Flint, in my opinion, is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, we're dealing with major, major water contamin- contamination. 
education in this country, and uh, uh, one of the reasons is that, uh, for example, most uh, most uh, People in the U.S. flush their um, prescription trucks down the toilet, and uh, this causes a uh, very high contamination of the water, especially with uh, with the substances from these prescription trucks, which have an effect on the uh, on the on, on the hormonal balance of, of people. So we have, you know, several issues in terms of contamination in the U.S. We have a very very large issue in terms of infrastructure. Most of the infrastructure is more than 100 years old, and it needs urgent replacement. So it leaks and uh, has all other types of different problems and the american uh, uh waterworks association estimates uh, that uh, it's probably going to take 1 trillion dollars in the next 20 years to upgrade uh, uh, maintain the U.S. infrastructure. So the and key- I, I think also, Thomas, that industry is using more water than ever, correct? I, I've, I've heard that fracking, uh, that, that's one of the complaints about fracking, is they use such voluminous amounts of water in uh, in fracking and the like. And we've talked here, uh, the, 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 there are various water shows that have been on OC Talk Radio that have talked about the importance of very, very pristinely clean water in using uh, uh, in in various uh, other current technology, uh, technological ind- industrial endeavors as well. So also industry is requiring more water than ever. Correct. That is very true. I mean, actually, the the, the biggest uh, water user is is agriculture with seventy percent, and that's pretty much you know on a worldwide basis. And uh, the more the middle class uh, rises on a global level, and uh, consumption and eating habits change. For example, you know, there's more demand for for meat, and meat has a very very large water footprint. So if you look at a water footprint, for example, of uh, of a hamburger, you know, it's two thousand three hundred gallons. And it goes all the way from where the where the uh, where the cattle or where the beef is is raised and and where it's processed and the transportation everything else like that. So we we're we're living in uh, in in times and in in lifestyles that are not sustainable. And the technologies are there already. And you asked me, you know, what is the way to invest in water? The best way to invest in water is to invest in companies and technologies which focus either on uh, providing water supply. Water quality, which is uh, filtration, distillation, purification, and water efficiency, which is metering, monitoring, etc., etc. So all the technologies are there already, and we have poster children in the world. Uh, uh, the, the leading poster poster child is Israel, and they turned themselves around from uh, from a, a country, uh, a desert country, uh, with a water deficit now with a water surplus, and they've been educating their their people for uh, for the last few decades, and the people consider themselves as water citizens. They talk about water economy. So it really starts first and foremost with us, that we understand that water is the most precious commodity on the planet, uh, that we are made of 70% of water, that we cannot survive more than three or four days without water, and that we really start, especially in the Western world, that we really start appreciating and respecting and properly managing the resource. That's That's where it starts. So there are several ways to approach this. Okay, there are lots of lobbyists who are in, environmental lobbyists who are going to uh, various legislators to uh, and, and, and groups of legislators to try to impact that there. How are you approaching uh, improving the water situation uh, in uh, locally and uh, throughout the world? Well, I came, I came to the realization, and my mission, my mission really is to... Uh, to uh, be at the nexus of water and capital, so that's why my focus is now, and I realized that after very extensive research uh, for for several years, uh, that water security is really the the top the top uh, 
uh, agenda item, and you can uh, you can look at uh, you know the World Economic Forum, the the IMF, uh, the World Bank, the UN, uh, the the Center for Homeland Security, Defense and Homeland Security, the U.S. State Department, and they all agree unanimously, and and also you know with the big four accounting firms that that water risk is the number one risk uh, in the world, which threatens people, planet, and profits. So from this realization came my idea to to start uh, a specialist uh, uh, water fund. And uh, that's what I'm in the process of, uh, of launching in the next few weeks. And this fund will uh, only invest in water and water-related companies, which provide uh, solutions, te technology solutions to water supply, water quality, and water efficiency. And I believe in uh, using capital as a force for good and raising, especially in the global investment community, awareness about the importance of water and, and, and water risk. Uh, that is, I think, where I can hopefully you know, move the needle a little bit uh, to, uh, uh, to help to create a better future for water. Thomas, hold that right there. We need to take a quick break. Again, we're talking with Thomas Schumann about water. Fascinating subject and conversation. He's a founder and CEO of Thomas Schumann Capital. Again, focused completely on investing in water. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, and we'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. All right, now back to Charlie. If he can uh, stop choking and coughing, we got to get him some water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good thing we've got plenty of water around here still in California. Again, uh, thank you, Paul. We're Welcome back to Strategic Investor Radio and octalkradio.net. And we're talking with Thomas Schumann, founder CEO of Thomas Schumann Capital, and he's here in the studio. So, Thomas, tell us a little about the state of potable water in the world. Okay. Well, Charlie, what you just mentioned, I have to, I have to dis, uh, you know, respectfully disagree. You said we have, still have a lot of water in California. Well, we're actually uh, overdrawing the water at an un unsustainable rate on a daily basis, and you can see that specifically in the Central Valley where uh, actually the, the ground level is sinking already and it has an effect on bridges, on houses, and all kinds of, of constructions. What's more so important, which I quickly like to mention, is there are 300,000 Californians which <coughs> do not have access to uh, clean drinking water, and that's been the case for, I think, more than two years now. And it's very, very interesting that the media doesn't speak about that. It's also a lot of folks up in the Central Valley and and there are really no remedies and strategies in place other than, you know, neighbors helping to uh, uh, to truck in bottled water. And, uh, you know, a lot of these families say they, they, they cannot clean dishes, they cannot shower, they cannot send uh, their kids clean to school. And uh, so we're dealing right uh, with, with uh, water issues right in, in, in front of our, of, our, of our home. So um, this is very, very important. In terms of the state of the, uh, you know, potable water in the world, I just quickly want to mention some numbers uh, to, our, to our listeners, which might be interesting. So we have... Approximately 97.5% of, of the world's water is uh, salt water. And we have 366 quintillion, quintillion, 
gallons of water on the planet. So out of the 97.5%, uh, most of it's, it's, it's salt water. We have 2.5%, uh, which is global water supply. That, that's fresh water. But much of the water is inaccessible uh, because it's, it's, it's tied up in glaciers and uh, in underground aquifers, which haven't been discovered yet or inaccessible. So it's not even 2.5% at our disposal. It is actually 0.007% of global water supply that is potable or safe for consumption. So I, I say the number again, it's 0.007%. And this water has to be also first uh, uh, processed you know, th through filtration to make it really drinkable. So it's a very, very tiny fraction of water we have at our, at our disposal. And um, uh, we have... Uh, Uh, actually, the uh, the use uh, of the industrial use and and you know the human use and irrigational use for water uh, grew by 600 percent, 600% in the 20th century, and it's twice the rate of the world's explosive population growth in in 2001. So we have uh, 54% of the world's fresh water was used annually, primarily for agriculture. So by 2025, population growth could push that number to 70%. It may reach 90% if global. Uh, per capita consumption reaches the levels in today's developed countries. Um, what that has, what effect that has on the world is that if we don't change our ways how we deal with water, if we don't become more sophisticated, more focused, then forty uh, percent of uh, presently seventy-three trillion global GDP is at risk by twenty twenty forty. So it is a clear, clear indication, you know, that it will really affect not only society and the environment, but most of all, finances. And institutional investors are waking up very quickly. Corporates are waking up. Uh, water risk is for the first time really looked at in terms of balance sheets and, and priced in investment decisions. So there is an awakening, but uh, we don't really have the luxury of time to, uh, to really sit back, and um, uh, we have to act. So, Thomas, you scared us to death here. Okay, so now tell us, how can a fund be profitable by investing in water? Well, if you look historically at the S&P Global Water Index, which I believe was launched in, in 2001, if you look at the uh, currently 13 specialist water funds, uh, three to four uh, of them are ETFs, and then the rest are mutual funds out of Europe, uh, they have they had, had a very consistent uh, performance over yeah, almost the last decade. Uh, these these funds invest in uh, water and global equities of water and water-related uh, companies. Uh, the majority of uh, the holdings are in the U.S. I don't cannot mention any names, but we also have a very very large amount of uh, investor-owned utilities still in the U.S. And uh, the industry is ripe also for consolidation. I think we have at the moment three hundred thousand water utilities in the world, and uh, obviously, you know, a, a large number of them are in the U.S. So there is. Uh, a lot of room for efficiency. There is a lot of, uh, uh, you know, underpriced uh, and underappreciated value, which can be unlocked. And uh, investing in water takes uh, a long-term view. Uh, it's really the big long. So you have to look at 10, 20, 30 years. And uh, it's specifically a very, very interesting uh, asset class for the investor who uh, who seeks a safe and secure haven with low volatility and low risk and liquidity. And in terms of numbers, I'm saying, you know, if somebody is interested in annual return between uh, 8% and 15%, which, uh, you know, might not sound a lot to a lot of folks, but I think in, in these changing times where, you know, 
volatility, social vol- volatility, environmental volatility, financial volatility is the new normal. I think it's 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 a very very interesting uh, defensive uh, investment play. Uh, the underlying contracts of water agencies and infrastructure contracts and water offtake agreements are usually very long term contracts which are tied to water tariffs. So uh, you can almost consider them, uh, you know, kind of like like as a as a more attractive version of a municipal bond. So that's type of uh, that's the type of investment class and type of uh, investment capital flavor that that water has to offer. So uh, what you see then, as I understand from what you have just said, what you see in water investing is investing in some of these indexes. Uh, you can invest in the indexes. You can invest in the ETFs. You can invest in the mutual funds. And then, obviously, once uh, our fund launches, you also have the opportunity to invest uh, directly in, in hedge funds. And they're currently, I believe, in the U.S., uh, 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 three hedge funds out there. The, the, the first hedge fund ever, actually, was, uh, to my knowledge, was launched in San Diego by Summit Water Capital by the late John Dickerson. He was the uh, pioneer of... Uh, of uh, uh, hedge fund investing in water, and his fund was launched in 1999. So it's still a very, very nascent uh, uh, asset class, but uh, it it it, uh, it gains a lot of attention. And I have to say, in in terms of preparation for the fund and all the research and I've been doing, there are billions and billions of dollars, especially on Wall Street, who want to get into uh, into water, and they're looking for the uh, proper structures, for the proper investment vehicles, and for the proper. Uh, uh, education and uh, what needs to happen also in the U.S. Uh, is uh, on the on the regulatory side, on the on the um, uh, public policy side. There need to be uh, new vehicles for private uh, private public partnerships. Uh, the U.S. is a little bit behind when it comes to that. Not only in water, also in terms of other infrastructure. Uh, uh, challenges, but specifically for water, we have to move very, very fast. And having said that, this is uh, kind of like my little note uh, towards uh, Sacramento and Washington. And how does one invest in water infrastructure? Well, there are, there are water infrastructure funds already out there. Obviously, when you invest in water infrastructure, you always have the uh, involvement and exposure to uh, you know municipalities uh, because they uh, actually mandated to distribute the water. Uh, so there's always a very very close relationship to work with uh, with the public agencies and and water has a very in, in some parts a very uh, complex regulatory environment. So the first thing really is that. Uh, that the the public uh, agencies and uh, you know the the state and and national government have to create the right vehicles and right structures and the right incentives for private capital to quickly flow into these uh, into these new vehicles and partnerships. Okay, Thomas, and then in terms of uh, you know, sorry, I didn't didn't detail uh, detail the answer. You know, investing in water infrastructure that can be in you know upgrading uh, existing infrastructure that can be uh, in uh, maintaining or you know refurbishing uh, dams, aquifers, uh, you know, all types of very large infrastructure projects which which bring the water uh, you know to the consumers and uh, you know this type of. You know uh, arrangements, also desalination. You have not far away from here. You have Carlsbad. That's a very, very good example. Uh, the challenging, uh, you know, the, the challenge with uh, with uh, this type of uh, water infrastructure desalination is it still takes a very, very long time. Uh, you have the whole permitting process, and I think Carlsbad, you know, from start to going online took almost 20 years. <laughs> so that time frame needs to be obviously condensed. And uh, then you're also in California, you have the Coastal Commission, you have uh, also environmentalists who uh, consider uh, desalination as not viable and sustainable for the environment. So there are a lot of, you know, factors and constituents which have to come together and have to come to agreement. 
Yeah. I used to live in uh, Saudi Arabia for a while, and we drank desalinated water. And uh, they were from uh, the company that it was from Japan. And uh, it was a great experience. And uh, it was very interesting to see all that whole process, how it worked, etc. Also here, we're in uh, Huntington Beach, and there's a Poseidon project here. Uh, having to do with desalination, and uh, that's been interesting to watch. But like you say, there are lots of different factors and factions that uh, come to play, and and we're talking water is, is, uh, you know, a a strong uh, part of the environment, and so you get the environmentalists out, etc., and so lots of different issues here. Thomas, this is fascinating stuff. Let me ask you a question that we ask all of our guests. What keeps you awake at night? Charlie, really nothing. I'm uh, I'm blessed with a uh, you know very uh, rejuvenating deep uh, uh, sleep every night and uh, you know I thank God for that and so I have no complaints and uh, nothing keeps me up at night. Well, I tell you, as a father of seven children and a grandfather of many more than that, I <laughs> I wish that, that things were so simple for me. But I've got to hand it to you. you you've learned how to uh, how to handle the the, the the challenges and the stretches of life here uh, very very well. Question number two: We ask all of our guests, what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners? Well, only one book comes to mind. That would be the the, the Bible, actually, and I believe the Holy Bible provides uh, the best uh, timeless. Uh, investment advice. It's it's wisdom um, that teaches prudence, successful investing of one's time, resources, talents, and gifts. Very often when we speak about investing, we always, only think about money and capital, but there are really, really a lot of uh, very, very precious uh, resources and talents and gifts we've been uh, not only blessed with, but uh, called to call to steward them well. And again, it's not only money, it's also our time, it's our gifts, it's our talents and uh, and our resources. Thomas, I'm going to quote you all week. That was uh, that was beautifully stated there. Uh, thank you very much. It was inspiring and certainly accurate. And you're going to receive uh, no uh, no arguments from us here. Uh, with a Catholic and a Mormon, we're we're following you right along on on the Bible here uh, and the like. So give us a website for people who would like to know more and contact information for okay. you. Well, the website is very simple. It's my first and last name, and uh, the website is uh, www.thomasschumann.com, and that's spelled T-H-O-M-A-S-S-C-H-U-M-A-N-N, like the composer. So it's thomasschumann.com. Okay, very good. So final words for our listeners. Well, um, I think in a world that is swiftly you know, changing and evolving in front of our very own eyes, um, uh, social, environmental, and financial volatility is the new normal. We have to get used to that. We just have to adapt and become more sophisticated. And and whoever understands, accepts, and uh, embraces these changing times is well positioned for the immense opportunities uh, these changes provide. So um, I see very good things on the horizon for, for our nation, for the world, but we have to become uh, uh, more sophisticated in terms of sustainability and in terms of uh, being more responsible uh, socially and environmentally. Well, and you shouldn't get any any argument from anybody in regards to those things because we all need to pull together. And obviously there are issues with water far beyond Flint, Michigan, and far beyond uh, the drought in California that we all need to take into consideration. So thank you very much for your good work and bringing that up here. Well, Charlie, the one the one final thing I want to say is you just brought it up. Uh, you know, we're living in, uh, in times of division, especially in our country. And uh, the beauty about water and of water is that uh, water, always uh, connects it does not separate it does not compete it collaborates 
Hey, great, great analogy there. Thank you. So, Thomas, thank you. thank you very much for joining us, and thank you for coming into the studio here. We rarely have guests in the studio, and it's a, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you very much, Sonny. Really, really appreciate that. Again, we've been talking with Thomas Schumann, founder CEO of Thomas Schumann Capital, focused uh, solely on investing in water. And you've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. And we, in, we wish you an enjoyable week and productive investing. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science.